Hey, Goal Getters, this is Kristen Guile here today. On today's episode of We Got Goals, you'll hear me speaking with Maya French, who is the co founder of Koya, a plant based beverage that's also vegan, soy free, gluten free, and also high in protein and low in sugar. So, basically, a unicorn beverage. And from what I've heard from Maya and others, it also goes great with coffee. So, it's a win already in our books. Maya and I talked about a lot of things during our interview. She was recently named to the Forbes 30 Under 30 class, so we talked about that honor and how it's opened up doors for her and how she's found a community in her fellow entrepreneurs. We also talked about the day-to-day stuff, how she prioritizes movement during her day, um, what her big goals are, what goals she's reached towards in the past. And her approach to goal setting as someone who for a long time was really undecided about what she wanted to be when she grew up. I think a couple of the most interesting parts of our conversation were when we talked about what it takes to lead a company through a rebrand and how she set about launching their new product line, which is Koya Keto. But actually, when I look back on this interview Another thing that stands out to me was actually before I even spoke to Maya, I talked to Marie, who is our director of partnerships at A Sweat Life, and she's also a beverage company co-founder here in Chicago, and she knows Maya personally, so I had to call Marie to get the intel and be like, all right, who is Maya? What should I ask her about? What's she like? And Marie just absolutely raved about this woman and how Maya's really been a mentor to Marie and her co-founder and all of the selfless help that she's given them over the past several months as they work to get their Super U beverage off the ground. So with that information in hand, it sparked an interesting conversation with Maya about how she approaches mentorship and what she looks for in mentors herself. So listen for that, especially as well as what her big goal is that she's working towards this year. Enjoy the episode. Don't forget to rate or review We Got Goals on iTunes. We truly appreciate each one. And here I am with Maya French. Welcome to the We Got Goals podcast. My name is Kristen Guile, and today we are talking with Maya French, who is the co-founder of Koya Beverages. Maya, how are you today? I'm doing well, and thank you for having me on. Super excited for this. Yeah, so are we. Uh, We have been big fans of yours ever since we met you at the Sweatworking Week Fitness Festival last June, I think it was. You came to our summer one and were sampling out Koyas like you were just a regular brand marketer and not the actual co-founder who probably had a million different things to do that day. Uh, So we were excited to have you, and we're excited to follow back up with you today and see what's happened since we saw you last. So let's start off. Uh, We are obviously on the We Got Goals podcast, and I think a good way to sort of give the listeners a little bit of a background and an introduction to you would be to start off by asking you about one big goal that you've had in the past, why you thought it was important, and how you ended up achieving that goal. I'd love to hear that. Okay. um, So I think that one big goal that I had in the past, and this was um, probably around the time where um, when I graduated high school was to basically find something that I was very passionate about and excel at it. 
you know, when you get into college, you're supposed to have um, your career figured out already. And I remember sitting in orientation and they were like, raise your hand if you're undecided. And there's like a lots of laughter in the crowd. But I mean, that's that's very real for people not knowing like what they want to do. And some people feel pressured um, into finding out their career goals very early on. So, you know, I started off in one field, which was journalism and uh, just over time found out that wasn't right for me and was very lucky to meet my friend Dustin, who's the founder of Okoya. And, you know, we started off on this business venture together and um, I was going to school and working another job that I was unsatisfied with at the time. And I just felt very, very passionate about what we were doing and decided to just go all in. So that is how I um, accomplished that goal. And for listeners who maybe haven't seen Koya before, it's a plant-based protein drink. So what was the inspiration or what spoke to you about that mission that made you know you wanted to be 100% all in? Um, So I always had a passion for food and uh, just being able to create something and you know, see the customer's response was very exciting to me. So we, we started off as a juice company. Um, we were making cold pressed juices and selling them to local grocery stores in Chicago. And um, that was around the time that I started making corrections like in my own uh, health or, you know, healthy lifestyle. So the inspiration behind Koya actually came after we ran into some trouble with the juice business and decided to, I guess, pivot to a new product. And around that time, I also realized that I was lactose intolerant. So that was the inspiration behind like creating a plant-based protein drink, just because everything that we were trying in the market after we were doing all of our research, um, nothing would sit well with me. And um, I felt like we could do this better. So that was the inspiration behind it. And when I was looking at your website earlier, one of the things that stuck out to me was the website spoke about you and your co-founder sort of researching these areas of the globe where longevity and health is such a priority in these areas that are living much longer than other sections of the world. And it sounds like you guys did a lot of research into like what makes these healthy behaviors lead to that healthier life. Um, Can you tell me a little bit about what you guys learned and how that influenced how you guys ultimately came up with Koya? Yes, definitely. Um, I mean, for regions like that, a lot of things play into it, not just your diet, but more of like your entire lifestyle as a whole. So like even through our journey, we realized that like self-care is super important. And that kind of goes back to the people who live in those regions, their values, a sense of community, just having like great mental health and um, being able to cut out a lot of bad things in your diet, like dairy and, you know, meat and gearing more towards plant-based diets, um, just because it's just healthier and better for you. So we, we took all of those values and, you know, tied them into our brand. Cause that's something that we believe as well. It's like, it's not just the food that you eat, but it's everything as a whole. Yeah. And I imagine that must be a big part of your personal lifestyle as well. Um, But I'm curious, you know, you must be so busy as a co-founder and, you know, someone with a lot of 
plates in the air at once. So how is it you're able to, you know, incorporate those balances and those practices into your lifestyle? If you you don't have routines set in place, um, things can kind of be disarray in your life. So that's why it's super important for me to like have a set morning routine, wake up at the same time every day, um, get started on, you know, checking emails at the same time every day. Um, With this busy lifestyle too, no day is ever the same. So those are things that I can control day to day. Um, and also making time to work out and be active and, you know, spend time with family and friends, because I think it's really easy to neglect your personal life when you are uh, super busy. So all those things play into overall health for me and they keep me going, keep me motivated. And, um, yeah, so that I can do everything to the best of my ability. And, you know, it's funny that you bring up the power of a morning routine because we're recording this on a day that I actually hosted a breakfast and learn on that exact topic. We talked about morning routines and then went through an exercise to sort of choose the components that you can mix and match to make your ideal morning routine. So I'd love to hear what yours is. Definitely. So um, I wake up around 5.30. I know myself pretty well that uh, I need to lay in bed for at least like 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so I'm like 6 a.m. That's I have to get out of the bed. So no matter what I was doing, whether I was like clearing my mind or waking my brain up, reading, I have to be out of bed at 6 a.m. And then I grab a coffee or a matcha mostly mushroom coffees or coffee koya mixed with mushroom coffee mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, shower at the same time every day. Um, and then I have breakfast at the same time. I make sure to cook my breakfast because I can control the ingredients. Um, and then, yeah, I think around eight thirty, you know, after I'm done cleaning my area, cause I, I need to have a clean space. Um, it's, it's part of like decluttering, decluttering my mind if everything's like really messy. Um, my day, probably won't go well. Um, so yeah, 8.30, I either head out to the office or I can work from home. And I also have an office near my home uh, for the days so I don't feel like sitting an hour in traffic. <laughs> yes. So yeah, that's pretty much it. And then working out like three three times a week. So setting a time in the evening for that. I would love to get up and run in the morning, but like I said, I'm not that motivated to sometimes. So <laughs> that can change. Well, it seems like a theme in your routine then is like controlling what you can, uh, which seems like it's really important, especially for an entrepreneur where, like you said, no two days are the same. So I wonder what it was like for you once Koya started growing and you had to consciously give up some of that co-founder control um, and leave it to other people and other experts that you brought in. Was that difficult at first? Uh, you you would think that it was difficult, but it's not. I think you have to be like self aware and know that you can't do everything. And when Dustin and I started this, we had no experience in the food industry. We basically just knew how to create a great product based on what the consumer needs were. Um, so we knew that we needed to bring in what we call adult supervision. <laughs> that so. is great. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) So it's just like being aware that, you know, you want to have, you want to build a team where 
everyone as an expert in their particular field and work together for a common goal. Um, so that was no problem for us because it's, it's needed in every business. You can't do everything by yourself. You know, and before this, I was speaking to one of our A Sweat Life co-workers, Marie, and she was just absolutely raving about you. She might be embarrassed when she hears this later on, but she was just talking about how helpful you've been and how she is also in the process of starting a beverage company. And she said that you have just been so responsive and gone out of your way to help her and her co-founder. And it really stood out to me that level of mentorship that it seems like you've been uh, offering Marie and Karina. And I was wondering if you view mentorship as like an essential part of being a female co-founder. And if so, who's your mentor and what do you try and do as a mentor yourself to other women? So I, I think it's super important because, like I said before, uh, no one knows everything and there's always like something to learn from someone. Um, I always take time out, like even today, I get, uh, took 30 minutes out of my day to t- talk to um, another, you know, startup. And I think it's very um, helpful to lend advice and it, it feels good. And, you know, I was very lucky to have people around me um, when we were starting Koya to lend advice. So I know how valuable that is. And, um, I think my mentor now, Dustin, my partner, very, very, very big influence in my life. Um, we're always, you know, putting each other up, making sure that, uh, we're being our best selves, being very honest with each other. Another is, um, our CEO, Chris Hunter, He's been a great mentor. Um, you know, having someone that y- you are comfortable asking questions and being vulnerable to is so important. So, and then I'm always, you know, I'm still on the lookout for um, a female mentor, but I've ran across some very influential uh, women in my time. So, yeah. And I, I know that you were also important. named uh, to the Forbes 30 under 30 list. So, congratulations on that. And, how was that experience for you? Uh, it was a dream come true because I think I feel like every year I was like, okay, am I ready yet? Am I ready yet? Am I ready yet? And uh, like this past year, I was like, yes, like we're at a place and I feel comfortable because a lot comes after that. Like um, the amount of messages that I got from people saying that, you know, I'm so inspiring. It's, it's really heartwarming to be an inspiration for people because I also think that you know, when they, when you look at people who are in my position, they're like, I don't know, white male over 50. (laughs) Yeah. Or they, you know, haven't had the same journey as I had. So just, you know, being able to have a platform and be an inspiration for people was just so dynamic. And then the connections that comes after that uh, has been amazing too. Yeah. It sounds like it's opened up a ton of doors for you um, and for Koya as a whole. I'm wondering, how do you manage all of the opportunities that come your way? Like you must have to turn down something. So what's sort of your process when you're deciding like whether this sounds awesome, but is it really right for me at this time? Um, How do you think through all of those doors that have been opened when it could get really overwhelming really quickly in a good way? Yeah, definitely. So if it's if it's like an entrepreneur that needs advice, which I, I'm getting a lot more, like I always try to take the time out for that. I think that's super important. But as far as like business opportunities, you know, politely send a message 
um, because some things we already have and we don't need. Um, so, you know, politely send a message like, you know, we don't need this at this time. Um, or if it's something bigger and I'm unsure about, I would definitely consult with our team or PR team to see if it's a good fit. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much the process, consulting with other people around me um, if I'm unsure and always making time for people that need help. Yeah, that's amazing. And the 30 under 30 list, you're in really great company. Have you been able to take advantage of that community as well? Yes, definitely. Um, it was really cool. I got to do a speaking event. I spoke on a panel before I actually won 30 under 30. Oh my gosh. So that was fun. Uh, I made a lot of uh, connections within their, you know, their editors and staff, uh, amazing people. And then like, I opened up an email the other day and was, I was the face of the newsletter, which was really cool. Um, so, oh my gosh, that must have been like an out of body thing. It's super cool. Uh, so yeah, just, I know that they're always like, if they have any conferences or anything, uh, they'll shoot them my way. And they love following up on the progress of the business. So it's just an amazing community to be a part of. So, so prestigious, the publication. So yeah, I'm really happy. <laughs> yeah, and it sounds like it's going to benefit you for like years and years to come as well. So congratulations again. That's amazing. Thank you. This is a question I love to ask people, and I'm curious to hear your answer. But, you know, especially being on the Forbes 30 under 30 list, you know, you've obviously had a lot of success as a co-founder. But I'm curious to know what, what you struggle with. Like, what's hard for you? And how do you sort of adjust for that? I think everyone has flaws. So, you know, focusing on how to better those flaws and also, you know, prioritizing time for what's important. You can't be a yes woman all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, so doing that, uh, dealing with like travel schedule. And I mean, that always throws me off. <laughs> you know, you get yeah. back and your sleep schedule is messed up. You have a bunch of catching up to do. So getting getting better at dealing with that because I'm sure there'll be more to come in 2019. So yeah, yeah, all those things. Yeah, and we talked a little bit already about how it's important to you to you know get some sort of movement in a few times a week. What are your favorite workouts right now? Oh, I love boxing. Boxing is great. It's like a, a full body workout for me. Um, I love hiking. Hiking is so amazing. Just being out in nature, climbing new heights and feeling accomplished afterwards and also getting great photos at the top. And then uh, what else? Oh, strength training. is That's just like my norm. Yeah. So I, I strength that. train a lot. I need to get better at cardio though. <laughs> the hiking works. And it must be, that must have been such a nice perk after moving from Chicago to California. Oh yeah. It might outdoor activity has drastically increased. <laughs> oh, we are jealous over here in our like three hours of sunlight per day. Yeah. And I have to say boxing, I think that's a really great workout right now too. And I love that it's just as much physical as mental, you know, like you really have to focus and I'm sure that focus carries over into other areas of your day and your life as well. Definitely. It's like multitasking. <laughs> yeah. You can yeah. only do that one combination at a time and it, it takes all of your focus. Um, yeah, sorry. Definitely. I just have to interject and let you know that I too enjoy boxing. So, so now <laughs> you know. <laughs> you think you've always been a super goal oriented person or was that something that you developed over time? 
I think it's something that I developed over time. Um, just because, like I said, I was very lost in my early 20s. So it was very hard for me to be focused on anything if I didn't know where I was going. And then, you know, once I had this goal in mind, it was very easy to kind of work backwards into what I needed to achieve that goal. So that's how I kind of approach things now. I set a goal in place and work backwards and see what steps and how much time it will take to actually achieve it. And my mindset has changed so much. Um, it's no longer limiting to me right now, like the sky's the limit because of all that I have accomplished in such a short period of time now that I know that I can accomplish much more. So it's just the matter of like, what are the steps to get to that place? So you've had those successes already under your belt. And now you can see it laddering up into bigger and bigger goals. Yes. Awesome. It sounds like your go-to method then is breaking a goal down into smaller chunks and smaller pieces. Do you think the rest of your team works like that? Or is that something that you've introduced to other people in Koya? I think the rest of the team uh, works like that. I think everybody's, you know, self-starters. Because you have to be in the startup. You have to be a free thinker and contribute to new and fresh ideas and fresh goals. And we all kind of work towards them in the same way. But, you know, if they're not, then I am happy to lend some help <laughs> and advice. Well, and especially in the startup industry, you said it, said it yourself, you often have to pivot or you have to try something new, especially when, you know, Koya itself rebranded as Koya. First of all, how do you recognize when it's time to sort of change your goal or change the way you're approaching something? And then after that, how do you, you know, go through with that? How do you make that big change and get everybody else on board with trying this new goal? Yeah, definitely. If you see something that's not working out early on, like I I believe don't let it keep simmering because it just grows into a bigger beast. So it's just like attacking it early and then, you know, finding evidence to back up like where you want to pivot to. So for us like protein drinks, we um and we were juice it first. Like that's a huge move. And I'll be the first to admit, I was one of the people that were like, no, let's keep the juice. Like, <laughs> let's not go to protein drinks. Um, but we went out and did a lot of like research, um, you know, got a lot of consumer feedback before we actually launched it out into the market, uh, which built confidence in us. And yeah, I think that's what you have to do. You have to bring a lot of like supporting evidence and reach out to people who have you know, done what you're trying to pivot to um, in order to convince the team and people around you that it's the right decision and convince yourself. Yeah. yeah. Above all else, you have to be on board so you can give everything your all when it comes mm -hmm. to this venture. Um, when you have had to make these pivots, do you think that's made you like more comfortable with failure? Is that something that still sort of makes you cringe? Because I know it's a topic we talk about on the lot, you know, as much as we talk about successes of our goals and you know that great feeling when you achieve your goals just as often you might fail um, so I'm curious to know how you sit with failure and how you let it or don't let it affect you now you know failure um, it's a scary thing and there's been plenty of times where we've almost failed but just accepting that it's not the final option um, and just there's always a way to get out of the hole that you're in so you have to you know, kind of take that negative feeling and turn it into a positive, like feeling, be optimistic and use that fire to fuel 
you finding the solution to whatever problem that you're facing. Like take that energy instead of being depressed, like take it and actually make something better. Because I think it takes as much energy to be depressed as it does to actually, you know, accomplish something great. Yeah, that's a great point. And that's a really helpful mindset shift for people to think about. And Maya, I know that Koya recently launched their keto line. um, And I'd love to know more about what goes into the process of launching a new product and like a new twist and how you take your community's wants and needs into consideration when you're building these new and exciting product lines. Definitely. Um, I think for our original line, Koya, what we stand for is creating something that's healthy and better for you without compromising taste. And so when we were thinking about like line extensions, we noticed like keto is a really hot diet right now. Um, it's not, to me, it's not a fad. It's not going anywhere because it's actually proven to help and, you know, prove uh, weight loss. So we were like, we need to create something that is, you know, keto friendly and that people won't have to compromise uh, their diet. So I think a problem that a lot of people on the keto diet face is they, you know, they have to cut out sugar. So we enhanced our original formula to be keto friendly. And it's basically the indulgent solution for people that are on the keto diet. They can have dessert now without feeling the guilt. And then I would love you to tell me because I know a little bit, but for me and the listeners who uh, maybe don't follow a keto diet, can you sort of break down the highlights of what it incorporates? So the keto diet's basically um, a very high fat diet, low carb, uh, no sugar. And basically, when you follow this diet to the key, you put your body into a state of ketosis that actually burns uh, fat at a faster rate, which helps out with weight loss and overall health. And a lot of people who face any like nutritional issues like diabetes, etc., they take to this diet because it will help with your overall health. And then a great way for Koya specifically to sort of work with this diet is the plant-based factor, right? Because I'm a vegetarian myself um, and, you know, the plant-based diet is sort of gaining steam right now. But on a keto diet, you know, a lot of people are like, well, I guess I can just eat meat and eat this protein and this fat and call it a day. But when you're a vegetarian, that may not be the best option. So it sounds like you guys were filling a hole for a specific group and solving that problem, maybe for vegetarians and plant-based eaters uh, to still get the right amounts of nutrients in their diet. Yep, that's correct. Um, I mean, a lot of people who are vegan or vegetarian, they they want to explore the keto diet because they've heard, you know, great things. They've seen the progress that people have been on and they there aren't really any products uh, <laughs> that can help out with that. So this is the solution and the better for you solution for people who still are on a heavy meat diet um, because it is that indulgent drink that curves your sweet cravings. So you won't, I think a lot of people, they have issues with kind of relapsing back into their old ways uh, when they're on the diet or if they feel like it's not working. So what we want to do is kind of just keep you on track and make it easier. And, you know, this all goes back to what we were sort of talking about with morning routines at the breakfast and learn this morning. One of the components that we laid out was infusing pleasure into your morning routine. And I think that's so important with any habit you're trying to build is to make 
a part of it enjoyable or to find something that you like and look forward to. Um, yeah, I would be curious to hear if you find that with your routines and if that was something that you thought about when creating Koya. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for me, my pleasure would, is like drinking a, a coffee Koya because it tastes so good. It's almost like a reward system um, that you put in place. So it's like, okay, great. I woke up. I stayed true to my routine. Here's my reward. Yeah, I, Marie was telling me that she adds Koya into her coffee every morning, and she was just saying it is the absolute best. It is so delicious. Uh, so I'll have to try it myself, too. So one question that I had before we get to our final question, uh, you seem to be sort of like right on the forefront with the plant-based diet and the keto diet in Koya. I'm curious about what other uh, food trends you see coming up soon or what like trends in the industry you're excited about. Yeah. Um, other trends that I've been noticing, I think this year, heavily, uh, CBD and mushrooms. Yes. Those are two trends right now. And it all ties back into, you know, overall health and improve mental clarity and like brain function and, you know, helping people become their best selves um, through the things that they put into their body. So high performance. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head right there. Um, well, Maya, thank you so much for being with us. We'll finish with the last question that we ask everybody on our podcast. And that is, what is a future goal that you are working towards? It can be either personally or via Koya. And why is it important to you? And what steps do you think you're going to take to get there? Um, so I think my future goal that I'm very passionate about is being able to give back to my community in some way or form. Um, I'm already lucky enough to be an inspiration for people who come from like the South Side of Chicago or any other low-income area. So I think the more I grow and the more connections I make and and the more experience I gain over time um, will give me the tools to be able to do that someday. And even that's in a few years or sooner than I think. I don't think it'll take long on this current trajectory. So yeah, being able to do that, educate people and let them know that, you know, there are other ways to make it out of their situation other than what they see in like, you know, on television and to feel inspired and encouraged to be able to do so. Well, that's amazing. That is such a great goal. That's not what I was expecting to hear. And I love it even more. I look forward to seeing how exactly you affect your community in the next year and years to come. So thank you so much, Maya, for being on the We Got Goals podcast. Thank you so much. This podcast is a sweatlife.com production. And it's another thing that's better with friends. So please share it with yours. You can subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. And if you have a chance to leave us a rating or review in iTunes, that definitely helps other people find the show. Special thanks to Jay Mono for our theme music, to our guest this week, Maya French, to Ryan Deffitt for editing, Tech Nexus for the recording studio, and of course, a very special thanks to you, our listeners.